episode of Panthers for Life Weekly, where four best friends talk all things Middlebury College athletics. My name is Cole, and I'm joined by my friends, Ben, Sam, Dan here. And we are so excited to give you an insight into all things Middlebury College athletics. Middlebury Athletics had another strong week of athletic performances with teams competing across New England. Next weekend is Fall Family Weekend, which means a ton of home games. Personally, I can't wait to see the kind of domination our Panthers can have on the NESCAC while competing on their home turf in front of family and friends this upcoming week. (laughs) Women's soccer had a tough loss at Wesleyan on October 1st, seeding one goal to the Cardinals, despite goalie Sidney Poppinga recording a season-best seven saves. Wesleyan absolutely peppered the defense with 16 shots, eight of which were on goal. The Panthers look to face Clarkson University on the 4th before looking to crack NESCAC opponents Colby College and Connecticut College on the 8th and 9th, respectively. Huge win for the men's soccer team on October 1st, clinching a close one to nothing contest at Wesleyan. Yeah, I've heard Wesleyan's been doing really well this season. Yeah, they're currently ranked ninth in the country. The Panthers capitalized on a goal from sophomore Shane Farrell, who jammed in a right footer from the top of the box about midway through the second half. Goaltender Ryan Grady also had a stellar game, recording his second straight shutout, bringing him up to 24 career shutouts and tying him for second place in Middlebury history. Huge weekend coming up for a team that's really hit its stride over the past couple of weeks as they look to face Colby on the 8th and Connecticut College on the 9th. Middlebury football had a successful road trip to Bowdoin this week, earning a 20-10 come-from-behind victory over the Polar Bears. This team showed a lot of resilience this week. Bowdoin jumped out to a 10-0 lead early in the game, but the Panthers never stopped fighting. You can say that again. The Panthers answered Bowdoin's early offensive with a sizable counterattack of their own. The team scored 20 unanswered points by way of touchdowns from receivers Donovan Wood and Carter Stockwell, as well as two field goals from kicker Andrew Haas. The Panthers look to stay hot as they host Williams this upcoming weekend. This is one of the most anticipated games of the season for the Panthers. The Fs are 1-2 and on the season, but the reigning NESCAC champs are always dangerous. We're all super excited for this game. Thanks, Sam. I don't even know what to say anymore. Neither do I, Cole. I'm running out of adjectives to describe the Middlebury College field hockey team. I mean, what can you even say? Superior? Excellent? I would go as far as to say this is one of the most dominant teams Middlebury might ever see. I'd go as far to say maybe it's one of the most dominant teams field hockey as a whole might ever see. They've won 39 straight games. 39. After wrapping up another perfect weekend, beating Wesleyan away 7-0 on Saturday, and then being St. John Fisher and their much-anticipated home opener Sunday by a score of 9-0. Amy Griffin has continued her offensive production for the team, tallying three goals against St. John Fisher and a goal and two assists against Wesleyan. Goalie Grace Harlan had to make just three saves in the Wesleyan game, but did not even need to make a save against St. John Fisher to record a clean sheet. For Fall Family Weekend, the field hockey team will host Colby College on Saturday and the Connecticut College on Sunday tonight. Listen up, all you Panthers for Life trivia enthusiasts. I come with a question for you about none other than the dominant field hockey team broke up the program record for most consecutive wins. Now with 39. My question for you all this week, over which years did the previous record run? Was it a 1970, 1971, 1972, 1973, 1974, 1975, 1976, 1977, 1978, 1979, 1980, 1981, 1982, 1983, 1984, 1985, 1986, 1987, 1988, 1989, 1990, 1991
1971 to 1975, B, 1987 to 1991, or C, 2009 to 2012. Give you all a moment to think. The team won 37 straight games back in the 70s, and that record held until this past Saturday when Middlebury beat Wesleyan. This past weekend, the Middlebury women's golf team hosted the George Finney Classic at Middlebury's very own Ralph Meyer Golf Course. The Panthers finished in fifth place out of a field of 12 teams with a two-day combined score of 668. NESCAC foes William College won the event with a combined score of 648, meaning only 20 strokes separated first from fifth place, making it a very competitive weekend for the Panthers. The team was led by first-year Morgan Lee, who shot a combined 161 over the two days, which was good for fifth individually. Next weekend, the women's golf team will be in Belchertown, Massachusetts for the NESCAC Championship Qualifier at the Cold Spring Country Club. The men's golf team traveled over to the Adirondacks to play in the Autumn Invitational at the Lake Placid Club, hosted by Columbia. The team had a strong showing against some Division I schools, including Dartmouth, Cornell, and Sacred Heart, among others. The Panthers shot 889 over the two days and were once again led by senior Sean McGarity, who swung 218 strokes over three rounds to finish five over. The men's team will have the next weekend off, although I'm willing to bet that you couldn't keep them off the course if you tried. I'll second that one, Sam. <laughs> Neither the men nor women's tennis squads competed this week, although I'm sure there is still some great inner squad work being done at the tennis courts over by Proctor Dining. The women's tennis team will play on the 7th of October at the New England Women's Collegiate Invitational in Northampton, Massachusetts, hosted by Smith College, while the men will have to wait until the 15th of October to play at the Wesleyan Invitational down in Connecticut. The Middlebury Panther volleyball team wrapped up another strong week of competition this past week. On Tuesday, the Panthers made a strong statement with a 3-0 dismantling of the Skidmore College Thoroughbreds. With this win, the Panthers have remained unbeaten in their home gym and haven't even lost a set within a match in Pepin all season. Later in the week, the team traveled down to the Boston area. On Friday night, the team lost to a strong number 23-ranked Tufts Jumbos team and lost again on Saturday against Endicott College. Looking to the week ahead, the Panthers are hosting Connecticut College on Friday night and then will also host Bowdoin College Saturday afternoon before rounding out their homestand Saturday night against St. Lawrence University. This past weekend, men's and women's cross-country traveled to Geneseo, New York to compete in the Mike Woods Invitational. Both teams had successful finishes. On the men's side, 5th and 8th place finishes overall from junior Alec Geronda and senior Xander Kessler propelled the Panthers to a 3rd place finish out of a field of 24 teams. On the women's side, impressive individual performances from sophomore B. Parr and first-year Victoria Fawcett led the Panthers to a 4th place finish in a field of 20. First-years have been the story of the women's cross-country team so far this season. Fawcett is leading an impressive group. That's right, Cole. In fact, we had the pleasure of catching up with Fawcett after her race this past weekend. So you play second at the Vermont Tech Invitational, second at the Aldrich Invitational, and then yesterday you were 19th overall at the Mike Woods Invitational. And so mm -hmm. how has it felt to have been like an impact first year on the team so far? And was that something you would thought would happen before arriving at Middlebury? Uh, I mean, it's been great. 
obviously like as an incoming freshman I was not expecting to do this well um I, I trained really hard this summer uh assuming that I was probably gonna be last on the team so I think that translated to you know working really hard and actually uh going beyond expectations so it's been really nice and the team has really supported me like even when I have bad days and stuff, like they've all been super um, nice. And one of the biggest um, components to my like success so far, I think is uh, we do a lot of team running. Um, it's like pack running, which has been super cool. So we have B par who is in the front um, and we stick together like during the whole race. Uh, and I've never had that in high school. So having like someone to stick on to at the beginning of the race and to like follow through the whole way uh, has been super beneficial. But I definitely didn't think it was going to be successful, and um, I'm pretty lucky. And we just want to know if there's been any big surprises about running in college so far or anything, if your training has been significantly different in college as compared to high school. Uh, let's see. Something surprising about college training. I think I'm really surprised about how much the team works together. Uh, I mean, especially at a school like Middlebury, that's pretty small. I think that's a huge part of like, uh, like our athletic like journey um, is like really getting close to the team, not only like on the course, but um, outside of the team. Like we all ha always have team lunches, dinners, breakfasts. Um, we have like team parties. Um, and that's been a really huge component that I think really like works, like pairs well with training, like really getting to know your teammates, especially in a sport like cross country where like it's a very individual sport, but also a really like team focused sport. Like developing a personal relationships with everybody on the team from like the senior guys to just the other freshman girls. Um, everybody's been super nice and uh, is really working, willing to work hard um, together, which I've loved. What are some of the things about the cross country team and Middlebury in general that made you want to come to the college? Yeah, um, I actually love this question. Um, Cause I feel like a lot of uh, other athletes were looking at other NESCACs. So I think we all kind of fit the profile. Like we want a small school that's very academic focused. Um, and that would let us like balance the two lifestyles. Um, but why Middlebury out of other NESCACs uh, is definitely the coaches and the team environment. Um, my, I remember I met coach Nicole Wilkerson and she was super transparent, um, super nice and uh, really reassured me. I remember my dad and I sat down and we're like, Hey, there's a bunch of like these offers, but like, it's kind of like all over the place. Um, and we're looking for some like reassurance and she was like, I can give you complete assurance. And, uh, that's what she's given us on like some other coaches. Um, and that translates also to like our training. She'll give us like a whole week long specific training, um, you know, schedule, uh, which has been super helpful, especially like managing like new student, like activities and classes. And then also the team, which is amazing. Um, everybody's super motivated, both like on the um, like race course and class, which is really nice. Um, and then the uh, athletic facilities, Middlebury's D3 track is just ridiculous. It's a D1 facility. Um, and I think it all just ties together. And Middlebury, I think is, it's just a great environment. Just curious, like what are some of your, do you have any like, pre-race rituals or superstitions Ooh. um let's see I'm a big sleep really well two days before the race kind of person um a lot of people are like oh my gosh you have to get like ridiculous amount of hours of sleep the night before but I'm like no it's the, the real sleep matters two days before 
it's probably one of them lots of carbo loading um love my like three servings of mac and cheese at dinner that's always the best um and uh pre-rest rituals I really like electronic music so I'll just like blast some EDM I don't know like 30 minutes before the race and I think the team really does a great job with that we're just super fun uh and I think just talking to like each teammate um is really important we do something called uh you know like shout outs I'm sure you guys have done that um and it's just really reassuring. We don't talk negatively the day of the race. We get all of our negative thoughts the day before um, at our team meeting so that like we come in with a really positive mindset um, so that we can help support each other. And I think that's been pretty beneficial and something I didn't have in high school. Yeah. And so the team opens up NASCAR competition at Con College in two weeks, as I'm sure you know. Um, and so do you have any personal or team goals that you'd like to see accomplished then? honestly I just have to get through the race uh yesterday's race was my first like 6k so uh and that was pretty painful um so I think I I just have to go in with a pretty good mindset know that my team's there to support me um and continue our pack running mindset that we've been doing a lot like our coach will split us up into different pace groups so we just our goal is just to stick with them and um we do this tradition where it's like you like yip to each other to like just tell people that like you're in the area or like we do hip taps to like signal to come up and like stick with them um and just like to keep using that and like being um responsive to those signals just to uh ensure that we all stick together and support each other throughout the race but i'm, I'm really excited about nescax Time for Dan's Stat of the Week. For this Stat of the Week, I want you, faithful listener, to imagine being Middlebury goalie and All-American Ryan Grady. Last week, Ben told us that the Middlebury defense would be peppered with shots from this offensively-minded Wesleyan team. Going into the game, Wesleyan averaged 18.3 shots per game. Saturday was no different, as the team notched 16 shots against Middlebury. What was different, however, is the stout defense Middlebury brought to Middletown, Connecticut. Grady saved all seven shots on goal that he faced, and Middlebury needed only one to topple the number nine nationally ranked team. That's it for us this week at the PFL team. We had so much fun bringing you this episode and hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed creating it. Before we sign off for the week, the team and I would like to thank Ali Paquette, Director of Athletic Communications, for her support of the PFL podcast. As always, it's a great day to be a Panther. Thank you.